Welcome to Stand Out in ELT. I'm Ola Kowalska and I'm the host of this extraordinary podcast. I wanted to bring you a platform where you hear from myself and other amazing and inspiring people who have created their success and stand out in ELT. People say that English language teaching is a saturated market, so it's absolutely crucial that you know how to stand out. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I'm going to inspire you to take action. So, welcome to this space. And I can't wait for you to stand out and build your legacy in ELT. Hi, everyone. Hello. Today, I wanted to talk to you about something that I um, heard so many times recently that I've just recited, decided to address it in a podcast episode because, yeah, It seems like it's a bigger problem. Right, so let's get to it. So many of you, and especially my ELTpreneurs, the members of my membership group for people building their ELT businesses, I love them, love, 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 love them, uh, have said that while they understand the, and the, the importance of having a niche, uh, they understand the importance of standing out and stuff like that, because I teach it all the time, but they actually don't know where to find their ideal students. So one of the biggest problems is that lots of my members and lots of other people who follow me, they say, Ola, but there are only other teachers in my audience on Instagram or on any other platform, uh, LinkedIn or stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, well, that is a problem then. <laughs> um, and actually, I'm not surprised because when I tell you about growing on Instagram, especially, um, I always mention collaborations and things like, you know, uh, following other teachers. So you get inspired, but also you just build those connections. Um And unfortunately, very often it just stays at that level. You build connections, but with other teachers, which, you know, in essence is not really a bad thing. But obviously you would want to have your ideal student <laughs> in your audience. So guys, uh, there are a few things that I would think about if I were you. Uh, that would definitely make it easier for you to uh, attract your your perfect students into your audience. So one of the most important things is to start thinking, and that's something I've already said before, but I'll, I'm going to explain how it's related to building an audience and attracting your students, is that you really need to be extremely clear on who you help. And the narrower that group, the better, because this is how you can target or aim your message, right? Um, as we all know, or, or as you may have heard, um, posting your content is all about delivering a certain message that should be clear and concise, and it should literally go to the hearts of the people that you want to work with. It doesn't mean that, for example, I am absolutely perfect at it, or anyone is absolutely perfect at it, because what I do is I also experiment a lot. I check what my audience likes. I check what they want to hear and read more of. Um, so it's constantly evolving. However, 
there are some guiding principles um, or pillars that I've got behind all my content. So to give you um, an example, you have to think about your um, audience as people who have a very, very specific problem. And the problem cannot be just the fact that they can't speak English. Okay, it has to be something much, much more uh, narrow and specific, because if it was just to improve your English, then you would fall into that trap of helping everybody. So, in fact, helping nobody. And then if you post posts that just say, come and learn English with me, um, it would never, ever provoke any emotions. And again, as I said before, it's all about provoking certain emotions. So you might want to think about it in terms of, okay, so who do I mainly teach? You don't have to say that you teach, for example, I don't know, women, but your content and your message can be something that will naturally feel close um, to the heart of women. So, for example any ideas of confidence building or any ideas of interrupting in meetings, for example, or ideas of, um, I don't know, moms who are on maternity leave and they want to stay sharp and focused and they want to improve their English. They want to use that time uh, to improve their English to then improve their job prospects. Um, so, if you think about that mom, let's focus on that mom on maternity leave. Um, what do you notice about her? So she doesn't have much time. She usually, um, she wouldn't probably have time to read some long passages of texts, text, but she usually probably has time a few minutes a day to scroll through her social media. And this is how she sees her post. So when she sees your post, she needs to be instantly attracted to it or hooked on it. So it has to talk to her. It can't talk to anybody else because this way you minimize your chances of her getting interested in it. And if you um, dilute your message across more than one group, your chances naturally, statistically, of addressing, of like, you know, really reaching um, each of those groups are smaller because let's say that you want to help people with exams or you want to help people with business English, right? So one day you would post about exams and one about business English. But what if your business English student um, opens your opens their social media on the day when you post about exams and they're going to feel disappointed and they're going to think, oh, that's actually not for me. That's just for some exam people. So maybe... So it's a bit confusing. So they don't know, right? Um, and yeah, people are naturally attracted when we show that we understand them and understand their pains, their um, their problems, and we know how to help them. So you need to make sure that your message does exactly that and your content does exactly that, Okay. So it could be anything from pronunciation to reading to um, extending somebody's vocabulary, but for a certain reason as well, right? So, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't want to make up niches here, but because you should know what that um, what that is. 
um, based on the things I talked about before. So things that you are good at, are passionate about and things that the niche or the people that you want to serve actually need. Um, and this is one thing and this is extremely important. Number two, um, the, the motion of uh, collaborating with other teachers on social media is a great idea, but there is much more to it. You have to be proactively looking at what your ideals, uh, ideal clients do. So let's say that you are a business English teacher and you start collaborating with another business English teacher and you are focused on, an, on a certain aspect of business English and the, this other teacher uh, also does, but on some other aspect. Um, I What I would do very specifically is go into the other teacher's posts and see who comments under them, see what those people say, okay? And this way, get to know them. Also, very often, I would respond to those comments. So I know what they want, I know what they do. Sometimes I would start following them, Okay, because it's not creepy. It's just something that you do because you know that if this other teacher has um, has a certain audience that overlaps with your audience, then, you know, who knows, maybe this person would be interested in your uh, services and it's not stealing clients. It's just looking for um, it's just looking for people who might at this stage be ideal in your business. Number two. I would be, and again, it's all about being proactive. Um, A lot of people ask me how to grow that audience on Instagram. And I think that's one of the most important things, getting yourself in front of audiences. So doing any sort of lives, commenting, um, going into profiles of people who might be your ideal clients. So I comment under people's posts all the time. I comment under posts of influencers because then my ideal clients might see my comments and they do. This is how they come, right? So make sure that you do that. And another thing, you might want to have another channel of looking at, um, of looking for your ideal audience. I Personally, I'm not a very big fan, but I know about the advantages of Facebook and Facebook groups. So if you think carefully about your niche and about who you want to teach and serve, you then might want to join some Facebook groups who uh, that will that your ideal client will likely have joined. So again, if you're if you want to help that mom who is on maternity leave but wants to improve her English because she wants to improve her job prospects when she comes back uh, to work, you will join some mum groups. And I know it's silly and it may sound silly, but this is how you get yourself in front of them. And it doesn't mean that you're going to suddenly start posting about your services. You're going to genuinely start connecting and building engagement with those people. So with time, they're going to start trusting you and they're going to see they're going to see that what you do is not only selling, it's just saying, "Oh, okay, we're in this group because we've got something in common. Maybe you're a mom too." So then it's less creepy probably. <laughs> um and you're going to and they're going to naturally get interested. So maybe somebody at some point asks, "Are there any English teachers in this group?" And then you would say, yeah, I actually teach moms who da 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 da. And you 
and it would uh, and it would just happen naturally rather than you just uh, trying to sell something. So remember, no posting of your content in such Facebook groups, but genuine connections, asking questions, posting things. Mm, I call it, uh, and I sometimes do it in certain Facebook groups, it's called sifting questions. So you would ask a question that would you know that it would address your ideal clients. So uh, if we talk about the mom um, who is on maternity leave but wants to improve her English to improve her job prospects, you might ask a question such as, um, what do you do not to, um, not to neglect or forget um your skills that will be necessary when you go back to work for example your ah oh really i don't know your so you you would give some other example rather than only english but you, you obviously you would um you would uh, mention english as well you could even ask a poll and give them a few options and then naturally people who uh like this post or comment on this post or take part in your poll are your ideal clients. They are just at the beginning of being warmed up to your business, but they are your ideal client. Because if you ask a good question, sorry, maybe I didn't give you a good idea of a question, but um, let me think about something else. So say you are an accent and pronunciation coach, okay? Um, And you you want to help people with that. You would ask people... um, what do you think is more important, accent or pronunciation, right? And people who are uh, who would answer in a group of people that you know involves or, or includes your ideal client would be your ideal clients. It's as simple as that. But again, it's all about getting yourself out there and it's all about testing different strategies because I'm not saying everything will work perfectly. Another thing is, uh, and that's my third tip, is LinkedIn. So if your niche is, if you know that your niche hangs out on LinkedIn, that there are some people, so for example, professionals um, or teachers, if you are a teacher trainer, teachers obviously hang out on um, LinkedIn. There is, um, LinkedIn has this advantage that it is such an, it is quite an intimate platform. So when you message people there, it's not regarded as, spam it's very often people are quite happy to connect with you so obviously not everybody but you can actually try something that we call in marketing called outreach so you can message people by searching them so for example say you want to teach some people in the um, say banking industry you would search for them and connect with them. And this way they would be in your database of connections. They will uh, more likely see your posts, but obviously your posts would have to be relevant to what they do and what their problems are. Uh, But that's just an idea. Um, And I know it might feel uncomfortable, but again, what I'm going to stress here is that it's all about being proactive. You cannot expect that people would just come only because you started posting uh, posts twice a week on social media. It doesn't work in that way. You have to proactively look um, 
for them. And I know why you might feel it's it's sleazy and and uncomfortable. It's because you think it's um, immoral to to sell something to people all the time. No, reframe it. Think about it in a different way. Think about it in a way that you do something. This something is special. It matters. And you merely are trying to get in front of the people who you genuinely want to help. And this way, it doesn't look sleazy. It doesn't look immoral. It's just about a win-win situation of, okay, I help those people. They, those people need help. So what's better than you being connected with those people? Um I can't see anything immoral or wrong with that. So if you think about it this way, I think it might start e- it might um, seem a bit easier to you. So one, um, just to recap, one, uh, Instagram or other social platforms, do not just post, go onto other people's accounts and comment, see what your ideal clients do, how they comment, comment on them, follow them, see what they do, okay, get to know them. Number two, Facebook groups, uh, take part, be active, be of service, ask sifting questions, see who answers, and these are your ideal clients. And LinkedIn, try some cold outreach um, because that's how people build connections as well. Um, and believe in your offer. Believe that you can actually make an impact on somebody's life um, rather than just be a door-to-door salesman because you're not. You're just trying to help and if you don't uh, show up people are never going to know that you are there and what if there is someone who desperately needs you and they just don't know you exist okay and this person is waiting for you and you will find them they will find you and you'll be live happily ever after (laughs) and I found my people like that and it's an uh, who who were who are my ideal clients and I love them so much they light up my life And I really wish that upon you. So I hope that was useful. Let me know in the comments which technique you're going to use. And if you have any questions. And otherwise, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Being a teacher is your superpower. You know how to do it. But developing a business mindset and business skills can be tricky. So if you're a bit lost or maybe fed up with figuring it all out on your own, don't worry. I've created this podcast and other free resources to help you. Follow me on Instagram for a daily dose of education, energy, motivation and fun. If you're interested in working with me, please get in touch and I'll be very happy to tell you about ways of working with me. Don't be a stranger. Say hello from time to time on social media. I love getting to know you better. You're my ELT tribe. And for now, bye and until next time.